Welcome to the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 100. Come on, surely there's more than one person that's excited about this. We go through all these twists and turns, and we're having these these failures, and finally, 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 we learn enough stuff to make it really start working, and then we really latch on to this. What we what we knew in the beginning all along, but didn't really trust ourselves to go with it for long enough. I think we we knew who our customer was clearly. Uh, we knew who we resonated with. We knew who we wanted to help, and we finally stopped ignoring it long enough to be able to make some money and help some of those people. Yes, that's right. We have made it to episode number 100. And obviously, I'm not Scott. My name is Josh. If you have been listening, you may have heard my voice, usually at the end of a few episodes here and there. But today we are celebrating 100 episodes of Happen to Your Career. A little more than two years ago, the podcast was launched by Scott and Mark Sievercrop. And so today we are going to be doing a little bit of a rewind going back to the beginning of Happen to Your Career and giving you an insight into the behind the scenes of what was happening at Happen to Your Career. Hey, welcome to the Happen to Your Career podcast, episode one. Hey, Scott, what do Iron Man, Superman, and Batman all have in common? Sweet costumes. Yes, and they love what they do. Oh, oh I should have known that one. This has <laughs> happened to your career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. Each week, we will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. That was the intro to the very first episode of Happen to Your Career. If you were listening way back then, you'll remember all the little quirky things that Mark and Scott did as they would start and go through the episodes. And so they definitely had fun as they were producing these episodes. Um, well, I think I think got rid of you because of the elevator music that you would sing when he would step away. Please hold while your party is reached. But they were also packed full of great actionable content. And so I was listening from episode number one, and I'll kind of dabble in a little bit more of my story later. As we kick this episode off, Scott is going to share a quote that Alyssa found from Dave Ramsey. Success is a pile of failure. You're just standing on top of it and not underneath of it. This is going to be a story of failure, trial, and obviously now success. And so one of the big things for this episode is that Scott is celebrating what he is calling retirement day. And that is as he is now able in just a couple of weeks, able to leave his full-time job at um, doing the, his HR work. And so Scott is celebrating that just after this airs. And so we are celebrating that. And so obviously they've done a lot of things right. We're going to talk to them 
We're also going to be bringing in Mark to be able to talk to him about some of those early experiences with Happen to Your Career. And then also, we're going to talk to Tracy and see what she has to say about actually working with Scott in the background of what goes on here. As I was talking with Scott and Alyssa, Scott shared the meaning behind Happen to Your Career. And so it's interesting sometimes to be able to hear how different companies and businesses and things get their name. And so Scott goes and shares a little bit of the behind the scenes of that, which is something I never heard. Because one of the things that I didn't realize as named the business is that when I say career, a lot of people have this really uh, sometimes uh, even negative associations with that. Like they've got all these associations. When I say career, people actually equate that to job. People equate that to, uh, in some cases, like job that I don't like because that's all I've known. Um, they equate that to, to toleration. They think they don't associate career with <laughs> what the actual meaning of the word is. You know, I was looking at the actual meaning of the word, which it comes from this Latin phrase, um, charis. And, and I, I am not even sure if I'm saying it right, quite frankly, but it comes from this Latin, Latin thing that means um, the journey. And, you know, that's where you hear it in like carriage, um, which, you know, gets translated to journey and, and all these other sort of things. And that's what career actually means. It's like this lifetime journey. And that's how I was looking at it as at the at the time. And then really meshing that with the happen to and, and taking control of your lifetime journey. And that's that's really what I wanted to accomplish with the business, because that's what I wanted for my own life. And for my family is really to be able to take control of that, that lifetime journey because everybody feels like it's so out of control and it's overwhelming at so many points and so frustrating and, and everything else. And it just feels like people have to tolerate what's given to them. And, and I'd seen so many snippets in my own life of you don't have to tolerate that. And it's, it's possible to do it differently. And I really wanted to be able to help people do it differently and I, I just didn't see very much of that out there. And that's, uh, I wanted that for, for me. And I really just didn't know how to get at that other than creating it, which then other people can use it too, right? So as we're talking about the beginning of Happen to Your Career, we need to go back to when Scott and Alyssa paid off their debt. They got debt free. I went to, we, we went over to Nashville and this was when we had paid off a whole bunch of debt. And Alyssa had this, I thought, really great idea to go celebrate by going to Nashville and going on the Dave Ramsey show. Um, but one of those things on the list was wanted to go to a conference. I think it was probably mostly my idea, and I, Alyssa's nodding here. <laughs> but I, I think I convinced her that that was, that, was, that was a good idea for some reason. I don't know. She agreed. Either way, she acquiesced. And... What the conference we went to was called Quitter, and it was by John Acuff. And at the time, he was with the Dave Ramsey Group. And so we went to this conference, and it was just so eye-opening being around all these different people that were really pursuing what they wanted to. And just in talking to a few of them um, and really kind of being around that, that was, that was really, really eye-opening for me. And as I thought about um, all of these different things that I um, – really wanted to do, it started to be blatantly clear that I should be helping people with their careers. And I didn't even know how that was going to happen at all. 
really, truly didn't know how that was going to happen. So Scott was obviously excited about this new opportunity. Alyssa, not quite as excited. Here's what she had to say about why she agreed to go with Scott to the conference. I think the timing was right. And so we picked to go and I wasn't going to sit in the hotel by myself while Scott went to the conference. So it was, It's like a two day event too. So it, it was, was like, it was a long conference. Yeah. Two full days. Yeah. I did enjoy it at the end, but. So Scott is excited about the idea and the possibility of starting some sort of online business, helping people with their careers. Now, as we got further into the story, Scott started to describe a little bit about the motivation and maybe a little bit more as far as nudging him in that direction. One experience that really stands out that helped launch him in this direction was when Scott was going to be taking a business trip to Omaha and the flight didn't leave until the afternoon. So he found himself in the morning with his wife and kids and they were doing this soccer tots. I mean, it's not regular soccer. They have hula hoops here. They have um, like all kinds of stuff. I, I'm not even sure what all of it's for, but the kids were having a great time. So I was there. Alyssa was there and all our kids were there at the same time. And, and our kids are running around all over the place. Their kids are just ecstatic. They're like, Hey dad, watch this. And then, you know, they fall down and, and do whatever, but they're really excited. And as I'm, as I'm there with Alyssa, I'm looking around and realizing that, Hey, there aren't, there aren't any other dads there. And it's like, wow. Okay. So that's interesting. I want to do this all the time. I can see how excited the kids are and, and it was just, that was a major moment where I realized that, hey, what I do for work, I really want to be able to be there for, you know, not just the big moments, but want to be there for the smaller moments too. Like today, earlier, one of the things that uh, they got to do was go pick up my son from, uh, from preschool in the middle of the day, like 11 o'clock. And not everybody gets to do that. And that's, that's like, it's not a big thing, but it was, it was kind of a big thing to me to be able to do that when I want to. So that's, that's, that's the type of thing that stuck in my mind long before we ever created happened to your career. So again, we already mentioned that Alyssa, a little apprehensive, if we could say for some of these things. So Scott is starting to get all these ideas generated and coming forth with all these different ideas for starting a business. And so Alyssa has some things to say about that. So Scott's changed jobs a lot over the years prior to this. Um, so I kind of thought when he started reading and mentioning that he wanted to work from home or do things differently that required less time and um, kind of venture away from your traditional corporate America job. <laughs> I kind of just thought it would like pass. Maybe eventually he'd stop thinking that way. <laughs> it, it's like a disease. Kind it's of. like, it'll, it'll, it'll pass with time. Don't worry. There's no cure for it. It'll just, it goes away. Yeah. So, um, I, I did initially, you know, I was like, okay, well, yeah, that sounds kind of cool, but I, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it'll go away soon. And then he kept bringing home more ideas and more ideas and more ideas. And it's like, okay, well, now how are you going to make anything work out of these ideas? So I, I'm the, uh, a bit more, um, I don't know, 
stable minded. Maybe <laughs> I, I like to know what's going on. And she's smarter than I am is what it boils down to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know I'm that. too dumb to know better. Our, our brains work differently. <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of pushed him into making some more definite plans, I guess, because I like the stability of knowing what's going on and when it's going on. And so I kind of pushed him into making more plans, which I think is kind of about where Mark came into the situation. Oh, Mark. Cause yes. he had to find someone to make plans with because <laughs> I wasn't feeding into the plans very well. I think. <laughs> Yeah. So we were, I mean, we were having conversations about, about this all the time and the type of business and, and, and how, and I was talking to Alyssa about it pretty regularly and, you know, she's listening, um, sort of being supportive from the stands, if you want to call it that, like, uh, she wasn't telling me, no, you can't do that. That's stupid or anything along those lines. But, you know, she's, she's going through and thinking, well, how's this going to happen? And, you know, is this realistic? And, and, you know, it, that doesn't sound like a business. That sounds like a lot of fun, but that doesn't sound like you're going to bring in any money. And as it turns out, we've got three little kids, right? Oh, I don't know how many times I asked that question. How does a podcast make money? <laughs> And so they mentioned Mark, and we'll definitely be getting back to him here in a little bit. But before Scott really started, had the idea of building an online business, he and Alyssa both had the idea that he would be staying basically in HR, maybe moving up the ranks a little bit. And part of that involved a possible move across the country. We, we really thought that we had to move. We had to. I think there was somewhere in the back of both of our heads that said, we don't really want to move, but we don't feel like there's any other option. Well, and for a while, there were a lot of thoughts of, oh, well, we're going to move and you can start building whatever this is on the side and we'll move and you'll work on it. And then maybe eventually we'll move back and keep working on it. Is Moses Lake, Washington to Omaha, Nebraska? And some people might look at that and go, hey, why would you want to be in either of those? Right. Really? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. But I think that's that's kind of the beauty of understanding what it is that that you actually want in your life and what's important to you. And that's that's what we were really kind of figuring out at that point in time is just what, what was really important to us. And then, and we realized that, hey, this being here at least part of the year is is important to us. And then I think as we got farther and farther, we realized, well, why would we move away if you're going to work on this? Why not start it now here and see if we don't have to move away? I don't remember exactly the day that it happened, but I remember the kind of sense of relief afterwards after we both kind of said it out loud where it's like, I don't want to move. I don't want to move either. <laughs> and it's it's. For me, that was just totally relieving and then, uh, because I think I really honestly felt like we had to and that was just the thing that we should do and it was, it felt totally against the grain and the, the second we made that decision not to, we don't didn't entirely know what we were going to do instead at that point, but uh, the second we decided not to, it was just like this total sense of relief because it was it was the wrong thing for us. You know what happened is we, we're having all these conversations. We're there. We're kind of in the moment over these months, and we're just having all these conversations. And and as I'm starting to you know, build this blog, and I and I called it Happened to Your Career, and really that's all it was. It was this blog, and 
And I remember having the conversation with uh, Alyssa that, hey, I'm just going to do this to experiment. I've never really written that much. I just want to figure out, like, you know, is uh, this is a place where I can sort of document my thoughts and, and whatever else. Not really entirely in, intending on turning that into a business whatsoever. Definitely business was in the back of my mind, but not, not in that capacity. So all this stuff is going on. And that's, that's so this is about the time that Mark enters the picture. I was working, um, in Moses Lake where Scott lives uh, at the time. And there was the place where I worked. One of my responsibilities was that I attended a, a networking group meeting that, that met at, uh, the business that I worked at. And I was the representative for that business. And so part of what we did was we'd meet with uh, other people in the group and and get to know their business and how we could help them. And so I was meeting with um, one of the members and told them that what I really wanted to do was do like um, leadership coaching and training and consulting and that kind of thing. And he's like, oh, I have, a, I have a friend that does that. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. And it turns out that um, this guy, he was a chiropractor and it's Scott's chiropractor. And so he's like, yeah, Scott Barlow, he's you know, you should talk to him. You guys seem like you have a lot in common. You know, he just, he does this and these things. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Small town, Moses Lake, Washington. And our friend is like, hey, you got a blog. This other guy's got a blog too. Like you should meet. You guys have blogs. So I went and found Scott's website at the time and got in contact with him and said, hey, Dr. Saul said we should um, get to get touch bases and, and see if there's any, uh, any, anything we could, uh, agree on or support each other on. And I just read uh, the book, The Power of Starting Something Stupid by Richie Norton. And in there, it talks about doing projects. And, you know, many people will be familiar with my book, Project Success, which came from me reading that book. But the whole idea is that you use projects to kind of jumpstart what you're doing. So that's what I told Scott. I said, hey, let's just get together and get to know each other and see if there's anything that, that maybe we can work on together. And I basically explained that. I said, hey, you know, I, I'm just looking for projects that I can do. And, and, you know, it seems like we have some overlap. And at this point, I'm not even bought into the whole blog, Internet thing, whatever. I'm like, this guy is going to be such a goober. Like, who has a blog anyways? I mean, I know I do, but like, who really has a blog? And so I, I ended up scheduling lunch with Mark and sat down and talked to him. And we just had so much in common. It was absolutely ridiculous. So in again, small townville, USA, I've got all of these other different thoughts of work and how your career should be and, and all this sort of thing. And I finally meet this other guy that just happens to live 30, you know, 25, uh, 30 miles away from me. And, you know, it, it's like, wow, okay, this is amazing. So we got along really, really well, really similar values, really similar ideas. And that just blossomed. So we decided we were going to do a project together. So we met and had lunch, and uh, it's funny. I left that meeting thinking that Scott was completely disinterested. <laughs> I was convinced that we would never talk again because I don't know what it was. I, I don't know why I, I got that impression, but I just got this impression that the whole the whole time Scott's like, yeah, I'm not going to work with this guy. <laughs> Ended up meeting again in a couple weeks, I think it was, and, and started – talking about what we could do and at the time we did like a we put together a career workshop and um did it at it was my former place of business by that point i'd actually just switched jobs and so we we planned for a couple months for this career workshop and 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 uh put it on and i think there was three people that showed up 
it was like a completely empty room and Scott did part of it and I did part of it. Depending on how you look at success, it may not have been a, a major success. But what happened out of that is I got to see Mark as a speaker and got to work with him a little bit and like, wow, I really like working with this guy. This is kind of cool. And so we started doing another project. And then eventually he said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to build this thing because Happy Deer Crew was starting to take shape at that point. I had all these ideas and I was talking to Alyssa and talking to him and it was starting to really sort of take shape into where it could actually be something. So I asked him, hey, do you want to come on board and help me actually start this thing and, you know, figure out how to actually make it make it work? And that's that's how it all started. He started telling me what he was doing with Happen Your Career and and um you know, I can't I don't remember even when it actually happened, but he kind of said, Hey, you know, I, I would love to have you help me with this, you know, because we we would meet at five in the morning at Starbucks uh once a week and bounce ideas off each other and talk about what we were trying to accomplish and it just kind of slowly evolved into, Hey, you're going to be the director of happenings for Happen Your Career and it was um it just kind of slowly slid into this like fairly official role. And it was really, yeah, it's kind of crazy to look back and think about how it all kind of came to be all from this lunch that I didn't think he ever wanted to talk to me again. We did have some of that early on conversation. So like shortly after we decided, Hey Mark, you know, will you, will you come on board and, and help with this? And I was having the conversation with Alyssa at the same time where she's like, Hey, how can I help? Because I don't want you paying to hire somebody. Like that's how it started out. <laughs> she's like, no, I don't want you to pay to hire somebody else. Yes, I can do this. You know, yes. Uh, she, well, and you, you'd done stuff for our first business too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she did all the, all the books. She kept everything organized. She's got this, massive ability to just take things and keep them organized especially if it's around like finances or or certain things but it's only when she wants to (laughs) it's like selective hearing so now we have Alyssa that is increasing her role with happen to your career trying to help scott in several different areas so that they can try to minimize the cost for what they hire out for, but there is a reason why Scott was needing Mark to come on as well to be able to help the business. Really, if I remember correctly, the reason that Scott asked me to um, help was that he and I worked pretty well together in being able to, uh, you know, push each other on ideas and and help kind of flush out ideas and, and, you know, really plan things out. And, um, Scott's pretty good at that with other people. And I know people recognize that from the podcast, but, um, you know, it's more difficult to do it with yourself. So when we'd get together and we'd sit down and meet, um, and and talk about these things, it it really was beneficial to Scott, I think, to have somebody to bounce these ideas off of and, you know, have a little bit of pushback and say, what about this? And how do we do that? So we have Scott, Alyssa and Mark now coming together to discuss how they're going to make things happen with happen to your career. And so along the line, the idea for a podcast comes up. We absolutely love Dave Ramsey. So I started listening to the radio show way back when, when we had a ton of debt, we had no idea what we were doing. We're making stupid mistake after stupid mistake. I'm working at target. Occasionally I would go in at nights because I was based out of the stores. So the stores would run 24 seven behind the scenes, even though they're not open 24 seven. So 
I would I would occasionally go in at night. I would catch the Dave Ramsey show. We're living in Portland, Oregon at that point. And I, I just started listening from time to time. Well, you know, fascination, fast forward three and a half years later, um, we ended up paying off all that debt. And I'm I'm kind of really enjoying the Dave Ramsey show. But I found when we moved to Moses Lake, I couldn't we moved back to Moses Lake, I couldn't get him on on the radio. I couldn't find a station. So I started turning to podcasts. It's like, well, hey, they're advertising, you know, they've got a podcast too. I don't even really know what a podcast is. Okay. Well, I went and found him on on iTunes and pulled up the podcast and and started listening that way. And then I'd you know, get on iTunes every morning and I would listen and I started discovering, wow, there's, there's other podcasts. Okay. There's like more than just Dave Ramsey, apparently. All right. This is a good thing. All right. And then I, I started just poking around other podcasts and eventually I hit on entrepreneur podcasts where people were talking about building businesses. Um, you know, this is, this is like right as, uh, John Dumas is getting going with uh, with Entrepreneur on Fire. You know, he hasn't even uh, hit big yet. He doesn't even have downloads at this point necessarily. But then there's all these other podcasts too. There's you know Internet Business Mastery and and all of these other ones. And I start getting exposed to this whole new world that totally lines up with hey, whatever you want in your life and however you want to pursue your career, you can you can actually do that. But then as I started talking to Mark, it's like hey, you know we could start a podcast too. Because Mark also listened to podcasts. This is another another thing that we had in common. He's the only other guy in Moses Lake, Washington that listened to the podcasts. Or knew what a podcast was. Or knew what a podcast was, yeah. (laughs) And this podcast was really going to help people move to work that they love. And that was that was gonna be it. That was that was the whole purpose. We were going to showcase other people that had done it and provide that inspiration. We were going to be able to talk about how you can actually do that for yourself. We were going to, this was long before we even had customers, right? So, but we, we sort of had the foresight to say, Hey, yeah. And after we have some success stories, we could bring them on there too. And I mean, now we've done that, but, um, this was this is long before any of this happened. So while Scott and Mark are blowing up this idea of starting a podcast, the voice of reason shows up oh i don't know how many times i asked that question how does a podcast make money <laughs> i probably asked that question hundreds least, of times at least 45 over the last couple of years and even when they first i didn't know what a podcast was either and i mean i had listened to the dave ramsey show and then scott had showed me the podcast and i'm like but other people do this why do other i mean not like i didn't really even get it why would you why do, do this people do podcasts so Anyway, after I kind of got the gist of what a podcast was and, you know, then I'm like, okay, well, people have advertisements and you can make money doing that. But then I'm like, well, how, where else are you going to get money from? This isn't like, I didn't, it took me a long time to really get it. And like we said, I'm the person that wants to know exactly how it's going to happen. And so it's been a long process over three years of me accepting that things do happen, even though I can't always see that at the beginning. But, um, yeah, it's a little scary. And I mean, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, exactly when it was possible for him to leave the corporate stable job of that paycheck coming in twice a month. And we set some pretty finite goals pretty early on in the beginning, actually, when he even started talking about doing the podcast and saying, oh, I think I want to leave my job and, you know, whatever. I pretty much put my foot down and said, whoa, (laughs) you can't do that. So we set some pretty, pretty fine goals early on in the beginning 
of how much money we needed to have and wanted to have and what would make us feel comfortable before he was able to leave his job and yeah. do this full time. And so with Alyssa on board, the three of them start to plan a little bit more of this podcast. And with that, the idea to launch an Indiegogo campaign comes up. And this is actually where I actually learn about Scott and happened to your career myself. And it was Mark that, as he mentioned, he was put in charge of uh, the director of happenings of happened to your career. And so one of his responsibilities was to go and basically spread the word. And so that's what he did. He spread the word. And so he was talking with me, Mark and I were working together on a different project, another podcast. And so he happened to mention to me, Hey, I got this friend that's starting a podcast with me. And so we just kind of went into a little bit more detail about happened to your career, what it was. He introduced me to Scott and I interviewed Scott for my other podcast. And so from that point on, I just started following happened to your career. And I, I think I've listened to every single episode. I don't think I missed a single one. And so definitely been following the podcast for a long time since then. But anyway, it all started with that Indiegogo campaign. So the Indiegogo campaign, I, uh, I think I'd heard of Kickstarter before that. Um, had not heard of Indiegogo. So it was, I mean, it was this, um, I I would look at it now and say it was basically a, a product launch. Really? I mean, that's the way I would frame it now because that's what I do. But so we, we got into that and, you know, so immediately it's like, okay, well, we want to do this campaign to be able to fund, you know, getting some of the, getting some of the equipment we need and those types of things. And, um, to get the podcast going and the, and really raise awareness for the podcast. And so, um, we started with that idea and then, you know, as Indiegogo and Kickstarter and all those are set up, you have to have these like, you know, tiers for people to, um, you know, get things if they, um, pledge so much support. And Scott's memory of the Indiegogo campaign wasn't quite so fond. It was like a, that, that was a big idea that did not pan out at all. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the, my interesting takeaways here is cause I had, I mean, in another in another job, another business, you know, long time ago, long before this, I, I would help people grow businesses from the ground up. Like that's what I did for a living for a short period of time. Um, and then I'd also had a business before and and I knew better than to, <laughs> to essentially focus on anything else other than like generating value for your customer. But somehow I think I thought Indiegogo was a shortcut to that. And it's like total testament to the to the once you lose sight of the real thing that's really important, then it's probably not going to go that well for you. But Dan Miller was kind enough to get on the phone with me and tell me that Indiegogo was a stupid idea. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, well, we're most of the way into it. We're already running it, so we need to finish it out. And I truly did feel obligated at that point. Um, I wish he would have told me that like earlier. But he was right. And he was right because... Instead, what we should have been doing, we should have been spending that three-month period of time really just actually growing the business and earning money and earning money in a way that added value to our potential customers. That's, that's, that's what pains me when we bring up Indiegogo badly. It's, uh, it, it's somewhat embarrassing in that way. 
And, and I think that's okay because, you know, that's, that's a lesson that I take away now. And that's a lesson that, you know, I, I teach other people too, as we're talking with, with our customers and our coaching clients. And it's like, Hey, you don't, you don't need to do this. Instead, you can just go help people and you're going to make money off that. When I reminded Scott that the Indiegogo campaign is the way that we met, he conceded that there were some other good things that happened other than uh, the lessons of a failed campaign. That's the one good thing that came out of that is we had, we connected with uh, between Mark and myself, we ended up connecting with all of these amazing people. And that's, that's the reason I wouldn't change that. Like that's the other reason I totally wouldn't change that one. I got this really valuable lesson. And two, I met just amazing people like you and people like Chris Licurdo through that and Dan Miller and <laughs> I mean, now I, who else gets to have Dan Miller tell them they, you know, what they're doing sucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Over the phone. And so from the Indiegogo campaign and as they were launching the podcast, they started coming up with all these ideas of how they could be able to grow the business and more specifically how they could be able to serve the customers, the potential customers that they were going to be getting. And so Mark reflected over a lot of those things that came from that Indiegogo campaign. And then uh, from there, the whole process began to grow. Some of those ideas we came up with really um, changed the business and, and what we did. You know, the, the one stop was one of those. Um, you know, I had, <laughs> it's a funny story. We were sitting in Starbucks and we were talking about what we could do as far as things to give people when they donated. And I had made some comment before about wanting to write a book. And Scott's like, well, why don't, why don't you write a book? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'd write a book about. And he's like, well, you're big on projects. I mean, that's why we met. And that's how we you know, started working together. Why don't you write a book about using projects? And that's where Project Success, my book, came from, was he just had this idea of we should offer that to people that purchased. And so, um, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing about the Indiegogo campaign, looking back, was just the amount of ideas we generated and, and the direction that it moved uh, the business in because of um, having to come up with those ideas. And then we, we had this initial couple of, couple of meetings, like everybody got together in, in our office space and we, we still actually have these, uh, these papers, I guess, on the wall right now that we came up with originally and really just for several hours, I think, um, probably four hours or so really just pounded through, you know, who do we want to help and how do we want to help them and what place are these people in their lives and what are they thinking and feeling and what are the problems and, and, you know, how does this all work? And, and, you know, went through all the, well, I, I really think it's these people, but not these people and, and who are they? And we gave them names and, and thought about people that we all knew in, in our, our lives and little, literally like listed their names and said, Hey, these people are our target market because of this. And, and went kind of into great detail on, on just how that actually looked. So that was kind of, I think that was very formational. Alyssa was a big part of that because she was asking the questions about, okay, so you say that, but is this really, you know, how it is? Um, and I don't know, how do, how do you think about all that sort of thing? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good because Scott and Mark would, they think alike. And so they kind of get off on these crazy tangents and 
I think a little more linearly than both of them. So it was, I don't know. I kind of had to rein them in, I guess. And ask, like Scott said, I'm a, I'm good at asking the how question because I like to know that. <laughs> so I asked a lot of how questions. How are you going to get there? Uh, why do you want to do that <laughs> type of stuff? But um, we did get a lot of stuff narrowed down at that point. I don't think we're anywhere near where we said we were going to be. Then things evolved a lot. But we spent, you know, um, several months struggling with, you know, one, what do people want? And two, what are we trying to sell? You know, and, and I think those were the, that was what we had to try to, we had to marry those two things. And, you know, I think like any business, we, we had an idea of what we thought people wanted. Uh, but it wasn't until we started going back and looking at emails from people and, um, you know, what they were saying that we really found out what they actually wanted. And that took quite a while um, and a lot of, I guess, frustration and effort. And I know Scott's told me that uh, if he could go back and do it again, you know, we would have moved much quicker because of all the things that, that we've learned uh, from that. But I think that was the biggest thing and the biggest challenge for us was finding out what people wanted and then being okay with giving them that and, and not trying to say, no, 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 this is what you want. Trust us. Yeah. We threw some big goals on the wall too. Yeah. Uh, are those still up there? Yeah. That. Where? Oh, oh that let's read some of those. Let's see what. Okay. Say. So there's a lot of things that are on that wall and Scott and Alyssa went through for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so going back and rehashing over a lot of the different things that they had on there, the goals that they had, the plans that they had, a lot of the different ideas that they had gathered over those meetings in that initial part. We're not going to go through that whole part, but let's take a listen to a couple of the goals and insights that they had during those early times. One year from now, what success looks like. So keep in mind, this was this was two years ago. This was our measure of success. We had uh, 50% of job income. Um, yeah, th this was for Mark. 50% of job income um, coming from the business. Um, complete support from, from Lacey. Um, let's see. I can't read. Oh, yeah. He had one to the gold embossed iPad. Uh, and he said, way, well on the way to debt-free. Um, that was another thing that, that he had. On. And I think at this point, he is well on his way to debt-free, which is cool to see. So mine says, leave ConAgra. One says uh, 40000 bucks in the bank for Buffer. Yeah, so what else do we have? So there's a be the go-to career source, minimum of five passive products and three-year generating revenue. I think we built some failure in there. <laughs> um, and that's interesting. So we have that now. And we're really trying to define who is it that we really want to work with and who is it that we really want to work for and, and what are the types of people that we really want to be able to help. And, you know, we, we've got this question on the wall of who is you? Because we, we said initially we provide inspiration and tools and roadmaps to move you from where you are to work that you love. I don't think that's changed, though. Um, that's still been the idea. We don't really use that, that phrasing anymore because really, you know, we've sort of shifted to really 
the core of what we do. And I think we still do that in the way that we intended. I mean, we still do roadmaps. We still do tools. We still do coming at it from this inspirational standpoint. Um, and the whole where you are to work that you love thing is still, I think all I that's still true. It's still an underlying vision. It is. It is. You're right. Anyhow, we went, we went ahead and, and said, who is you? And really said somebody who's already began that journey. And really what we meant by that is we're not, we're not here to convince people like that they're in a crappy job or something along those lines. So the people that we work with are, are high performers um, in one area of their life or, or another. And a lot of times if you've had some type of success, and you know this to be true, but this is also what we experience for ourselves. If you had some track record of success in one area, the discipline of being able to do that, the habits that come from that, um, those can carry over to other areas of your life. So we really wanted to be able to focus on people that have already had some kind of track record of success in one area of their life or another. Those people that So Scott shared a lot of the things as far as what they were looking for in their ideal customer, their ideal listener for the podcast. They went into a lot of detail of who that was going to be and even defined um, the idea of what it meant for someone that said that Faye felt stuck because that was a lot of a problem that people had that he was coming across. This is so much more clear than I thought it was at the time idea, yeah. because this is still a lot of what we're doing and who we're working with now. You know, I mean, we've got it further to find like our, you know, who we work with. There's a whole bunch of other things, too, that I know now for the types of people that we work with. We work with a lot of people that are that are great or have the potential to be great at a lot of things that really have a lot of interests. And that's one of their struggles too. And, and they don't understand how to translate all of these interests into, into what it is that they do, they can do and how to incorporate that into their work and their life. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that we didn't really peg. And I, until recently really didn't even understand how to, how to contextualize that. So it's amazing what, what happens when you really well, when you get really clear about what it is that you want to be doing, which I guess is what we teach, right? Uh, I guess this is a great example of us practicing what we preached and we just didn't even know it at the time, really. Or maybe we figured it out and then have kind of stuck to it and refined it without even really knowing it. And I think it's a combination of both to some degree, even though I guess we did. We now, looking back, we're pretty clear on it. And then we still went off into the weeds and still tried to help all these other types of people too. And it didn't really work out. Well, and it took you a year to even get to that point, really. Yeah. They had and like 8 million projects going at one time. Yeah. Oh, man. It was... it was. Mark and Scott were very good at coming up with lots of project ideas. <laughs> and then they would try and start working on them. And then I would step in and say, you guys can't work on eight projects at a time. And none of them are ever going to get finished. She's like, okay, children, which ones of these are going to earn money? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So she'd come in and rain on our parade and, and actually... If you remember when Mark and Scott first started talking, it started off as being a project. Something that would be just a limited time. They would try it out, see how it works, and then they would pick a time and then they would reevaluate the situation. Well, after about a year, they took that time to be able to reevaluate what they were doing together. And if... They were going to continue to working together and what the future of the podcast was going to be. Mark ended up going off and doing his own thing. And, and since doing that, he's been able to leave his own job 
and he is now self-employed. And so I asked him how happened to your career has helped him to be able to achieve that level in his life. And when I look back at it, I mean, I think that that first lunch with Scott really was the, the thing that changed everything for me. Um, and, and I mean, if I back up a little bit farther, reading the book, the power of starting something stupid really did. Um, but because of that, I met with Scott and, you know, it was when I worked with Scott initially, it was, that was the first time that I actually got to do a little bit to get a glimpse of what I really wanted to do, which was speaking and teaching and consulting and training and doing those things. I mean, I'd had a blog for a while and it was kind of all over the map. Um, but you know, that first wet or that first training that we did, that first seminar was the first time I'd actually been able to stand up in front of people and teach something and be able to get an experience of that. And it, it really, um, I think it really affected me and that was that first chance. And, and so Happen Your Career was the first time that I got this glimpse of, wow, I can I can be an expert in something. Wow, I can I can teach somebody something, and and it was really a rewarding experience to do that. And then for Scott and I to get emails back from people talking about how we've we've helped them and and how the the podcast is making a difference in their lives, and they they're trying to do things because of that. So I, I really look at it and say that you know Happen Your Career was the beginning of everything. Um, that I was able to do it. it gave me the skills it gave me the confidence to a year after starting it go out on my own and start doing things and building relationships with people that led me to being able to um get to where I'm at now and so I mean I would say that it's it really is the catalyst of everything that I've been able to do now and I'm uh, you know, forever grateful for that. Of course, we know that it wasn't just a one-way street. Mark definitely contributed a lot to happen to your career and really did a lot to be able to help Scott to be able to get a lot of clarity and be able to launch some things forward. And so, but of course, along the way, that did experience a lot of failure as well, which is what they were able to learn from. So here's a little reflection from Alyssa on that very topic. A lot of project ideas and a lot of trying to do multiple things at once. And I think once we were able to finally narrow it down and say, okay, let's try one project at a time and launch them one at a time, then I think we... I don't know. I guess that failure cycle where it keeps coming back to me, we kind of shortened that. I mean, it's like, okay, let's mm. make or launch this. If it doesn't work, we're moving on to the next thing. So instead of trying to make everything work at one time, we finally narrowed that focus. That does my heart good to hear my wife say failure cycle. <laughs> 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 That's how much of a weirdo I am. <laughs> She's right. Like, I really think that you're right, Alyssa, in that. It, that's exactly what we did. We, we finally got enough things through to fruition just by focusing on one at a time. And that's exactly what it did. It shortened, shortened the failure cycle to roughly one month. So we could spend uh, one month working on a project at a time, take it through, find out if it worked and then get rid of the stuff that didn't work and keep the stuff that did work. And eventually we landed on, on multiple things that worked really, really well and really resonated with the people that really we wanted to help in the first place and then started helping them, which is really where 
if you're a business, I mean, that's that's what you do. So one of the failures, quote unquote, that Scott experienced was when he tried to do a big launch and push for the get a raise guide. As I'm putting emails out there, as I'm you know uh, losing subscribers left and right, um, I think I lost hundreds of subscribers trying to launch get a raise guide to uh, to my list. Just totally realizing that's not why people are here. And realizing that, hey, on the other hand, we created this free eight-day course, and people are loving that. And I'm getting all these thank you emails uh, for this for this course that Mark and I created about, hey, this is this is actually helping me. Thank you so much. You know, I, I really really appreciate. It. I can't believe this is free, and I'm getting this email over and over and over again. And as I'm getting that email, it took me a good twenty plus times of getting that email. Uh, before I said, oh, wow, there might be something to this. Maybe we could create a program out of this that really helps the rest of these people that aren't getting the result that they wanted out of this course, something that's higher support, something that uh, really allows them every step by step along the way through this process of figuring out what it is that they want to do and should be doing that uses their strengths. And you know, that's, that's where we came up with figure out what fits. But here's the here's the interesting lesson that I took away from that. First time I was scared to death because I was worried about what are people going to think? How's this going to work? I'm going to make all these these promises to people and whatever else. And the reality was instead, like it's actually easier to launch a product and have it be a failure. Because we were we were essentially pre-launching all of these 100%, which I think was a really good move in hindsight on our part uh, because that allowed us to not put a ton of time and effort and, and whatever else and lose all this focus in creating something that wasn't going to be good for people. So instead we started adopting the pro approach of let's put it out there and then let's create it afterwards and let's pre-sell it and let's just be really, really upfront with that with people. So I'm really, really, really glad that happened early on because now it's not a big deal to, to launch a product any anymore. And now they're actually working when we launch them um, based on all the lessons we learned. But that's that's what we started out with. And it's it's just not that big of a deal to go through that failure, even though it feels like it is. And there's so much fear that goes along with it. Uh, the reality is the worst thing that happened was we put it out there, spent a minimal amount of time working on it, and then it didn't work. And we moved on to the next thing. And finally, you know, it took us longer than most probably, but we now know what works because we screwed up all that other stuff. So we wouldn't have gotten to learn those lessons without that pile of failure that we were just talking about. And what I think we haven't lost is that we really help people make these pretty big sweeping career changes. All right. So I think it's time to introduce the other member of the happen to your career team. So there's Scott and Alyssa that started this. Mark joined on. He was there for a little over a year. He ended up leaving, and about that same time, another person joined the team, and that is Tracy. About a year and a half, maybe maybe closer to two years ago now, um, I was searching the iTunes store for some podcast material. Um, I wanted to look into getting out of debt, so I was kind of putting search terms in like wealth and, I don't know, debt, whatever, personal finance, and I came across a podcast called the Yopo Wealth. Um, podcast with uh, Austin Nestle. I instantly became hooked on that, and I, I listened to a bunch of his episodes, and one of those was Scott. 
And I don't know, something about uh, the interview that um, Scott did with Austin was really, just really resonated. It was great. So I immediately went and checked out, you know, the Happen Your Career website and got on the, um, at that time it was, I think, like a 13-day email course. But I think they spaced it out differently at the time. The same material. Um, but yeah, so I got into the free email course and started going through that. And I got a lot out of it. I was really impressed. And so... Um, the time I think Scott was uh, still working with Mark and they had offered the, uh, the one-stop membership. So I jumped in on that and that was probably one of the best things I could have done because just getting in with that community um, at, at that point was fantastic. And so Tracy got involved in a lot of the aspects of happened to your career. She was in the one-stop group. Um, she got into the Facebook group and she was interacting. She ended up getting some phone calls and emails interacting with scott and going back and forth and all that and eventually the relationship started to grow i had found out about this concept of virtual assistance <laughs> i had no idea previously that this was even a thing so it was really interesting for me to know that i could apply some of the you know the skills that i've had you know that i've built in my my career um and also some of the stuff that i've done on the side i've been really involved in volunteering and Scott was amazing. He sent me a, a worksheet that he was or for, he was putting together for himself. Um, I think it was things uh, that he had separated his tasks into like three buckets, like things that he needed to do, things he didn't need to do, like that he could delegate out, and then things that he absolutely didn't want to do anymore. There were things, <laughs> I'm probably butchering this system here, um, but it was basically a, a spreadsheet that he had set up with all of the different tasks that he had categories that way and so he kind of was giving me an idea of okay i would be looking to hire somebody for x y and z and i'm looking at the list i'm like i can do a lot of this stuff like, this is great and so we just we had a couple conversations around it and um kind of went from there so as tracy started to work with scott she started taking over more and more things in the business she does a lot behind the scenes well, uh, when i started out it was really just kind of um i guess he was kind of handing me things like in drips and drabs and training me on a few things, um, kind of the way that, you know, he wanted stuff done. He created a lot of little uh, video um, tutorials for me, which was great. Um, but, yeah, so I, I basically I started out with um, social media. I think that was the first thing that I started doing, just kind of setting up, um, you know, a regular Facebook presence and starting to work on the Twitter following. Um, and we really primarily only concentrated on Facebook and Twitter in the beginning, and now I'm kind of branching out to some of the other uh, channels. But Facebook and Twitter, particularly Twitter, works really well for us, but I digress. Um, so that's kind of <laughs> what I was starting with. And then from there, it was moving into show notes. Um, so, and I, I still do that. I do all the show notes, show graphics, those little quote images that you see on the show notes page and what goes out um, on social media. That's all stuff that I do. And from there, it branched into a few other things. I've formatted uh, blog posts um, that Scott's written, and then we've had some guest um, writers as well. And so I format and publish those on our WordPress site. Um, I've actually, let's see, I feel like there's a lot. There are a lot of things that I've done maybe once or twice, and then there are, you know, kind of one-off things, and then there are things that I do on a regular basis. Um, regularly, it's, it's primarily the, um, the social media, so all social media happen to your career i don't handle scott's handle he he handles that himself but um any of the htyc biz or uh happen to your career social media that's me and show notes 
and I do the communication, the follow-up communication to the guest after the interview. So I will send out a series of two emails, just basically letting them know that we're grateful for having them on the show and giving them links to um, the show on iTunes, Stitcher, asking for a review, and letting them know that their show will be live in X number of hours, and then I provide the link to the show page. And then the follow-up email will have that link again to the show's page, but I'll also, um, I've started including some tweetables in there, some click-to-tweets uh, for them as well, and a couple of graphics. And so that's been really great. But we just want to make it easier for them to share the content with their audiences. Of course, Tracy wasn't the only person that was really influenced by Happen to Your Career. There are hundreds of people, I believe, that have been touched by happening to your career and have been able to make impactful changes to their lives and their careers as a result of the podcast and the different resources that Scott has made available. One person is Maggie. She is, she was an associate marketing manager who leveraged her transfer skills to land her dream job as a sales training specialist. And so with the background in radio, Maggie was hired on her current company as a media coordinator. She was a fast learner, so she made her way to associate manager within four years. So, but she ended up basically hitting a wall because she was told that her lack of agency experience would prevent her from being able to move any further ahead in her department. And so she didn't have a desire to work for an agency so she decided to explore her options outside of marketing. And so that's when Maggie discovered Happening to Your Career. And that was through the Overwhelmed Brain podcast. And so as a result of that, she joined the free eight-day email course. And she was able to dig deeper into each one of her past job and current job experiences. And it helped her to uncover a love for teaching others. So luckily, her company... Uh, company culture was one that promoted professional growth and her boss was actually pretty receptive when Maggie mentioned wanting to get into corporate training. In fact, her boss reaffirmed her decision when she told Maggie that she was a consideration uh, or had a consideration with the CMO in which um, her boss told the CMO that Maggie would be excellent in a training role. And so she was able to go through all the different things that Scott had laid out and it led to a great transformation in her own career. And so, and obviously her life is now better as a result of that. And so I want to thank Maggie for sharing that story. And so, but it's just a testament to the fact that Scott is willing and obviously able to reach out and be able to help people where they are and that stems from a personal application of this in his own life and also in something the life of Alyssa. that's something that i feel like i've i've done from time to time and that's something that geez even Alyssa's done like <laughs> she's uh she went from being a teacher to uh you know probably having one of the hardest jobs in the world, which is, uh, you know, working at home with the kids and then, um, decided to take on you know, one of, one of her goals, which was becoming a, a fitness instructor, jazzercise instructor. And, you know, that's something she'd wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, it, it doesn't pay particularly well, but it's a, uh, but it's something that is really important to her and is something that is, 
something that I think is, is a must. I don't know. Would you describe it as a must for you? Like, I think mm-hmm. it, it has to be there. Yeah. And you're not doing it because of the pay. No. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I think we've set up our life in a, in a way where it, you, get to, you get to do that and, it's, uh, and it, it makes sense. Right. But that's been intentional. That hasn't just happened. Because I, I think that if I were listening to this and I go, well, that's fine for you, you, you know, just blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, the reality is the reason that she gets to do that is because we went through, I don't know, four or five years of really, really hard work to be able to say that, okay, now, now you get to come home. Now you get to focus on, on pursuing some of these other things. And so, yeah, I don't know. How do you think about that, Alyssa? Yeah. I mean, I think we maybe in the beginning didn't set out that. I mean, I guess we always had intentions of me staying home, but, um, like Scott said, we've, we've worked hard to set ourselves up so that we can live out those passions. Um, and, do what we want to do ultimately is it's still hard work. It's still not easy. We already made a quick mention about the time that Mark ended up leaving happened to your career to be able to pursue his own things. But that was just another example of happened to your career following the things that they promote. It was, I think it was September that we were getting ready to start it back up. And Scott basically said, Hey, you know, this was the, this was kind of the the project that we had focused on and we need to sit down and, and just say, do we want to um, continue doing the podcast? Do we not want to continue doing the podcast? Does it suit what we're doing? And in, in the course of that conversation, Scott made the comment. He said, you know, this is a really good time um, for both of us to say, is, is this working? You know, is this what we want to do long term? And and it wasn't a. It wasn't like a, a Scott saying, "Look, I can't stand you. You know, please come to the, <laughs> the conclusion that you don't want to be here." But you know, I. It was really neat, and I know we talked about it in the podcast episode. Uh, but it was really neat to go through that process that we encourage everybody else to go through. You know, asking yourself, "Do do I like doing this?" But more importantly, is it really, really what I want to be doing? And is it where my I'm best served and where I can best serve people? And that was that was a that was a good week or week and a half of of soul searching for me and and realizing that you know I I loved having your career I loved what we were doing I loved working with Scott you know Scott and I still are very very good friends um, but career coaching wasn't my passion it wasn't what I was absolutely in love with talking about you know him being the coach and, and wanting everybody to do what they love doing. Um, we, we talked about that and, and I was, I was a little bit of, I don't know, I think there was some apprehension in talking about that because I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I was quitting or I was giving up or anything like that. And, you know, Scott was very gracious and completely understood. Um, and you know, in, in the podcast episode, I can't remember what episode it was, but we basically said that, that, you know, we would be hypocrites, you know, if we are telling everybody to go do work that they love and then here I am not doing something that I completely loved. And so that's what, led to me deciding to go basically out on my own and focus more on my blog and focus more on on um, trying to build what I was trying to do. And um, that was a really, really good, um, good decision for me. 
So we've shared a lot about the story and the history and the behind the scenes of happen to your career. We've really just scratched the surface, but we wanted to share this again, as we mentioned at the beginning, because we are celebrating Scott's retirement day. He is able to leave his full-time job to be able to focus full-time on happen to your career. So now at this point, for me, it's, it's relief. Like I went into my job um, I went into it thinking this is my dream job, honestly. Like when I got the, when I got the job working HR with, with uh, ConAgra, like this, like they've been an amazing company for me. They have been, um, they've been, uh, just really, really, really supportive in anything that I wanted to do <laughs> this or, or, you know, there were plenty of other things before we came up with this idea and I didn't realize there was something even better for me. I really didn't realize that at the time because I, I think as you go through life and as you go through the journey, you just get clearer and clearer and clearer if you're intentional about it. And if you're really very specific on where it is that you want to go and the things that you want to incorporate in your life and, and you spend the time defining those. And we obviously talk a lot about that all the time. I feel like we'd be hypocritical if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's fun and relieving and all kinds of different emotions that I can't even quite conjure right now to be able to actually see that come to fruition. It's, it's a little, yeah, it's a little scary too. I mean, last time, last time we did this, we were making money because this is our second, second rodeo, I guess. Um, we were making money last time but it was stressful. Like we had credit cards and we had all these other things going on, all these other stresses. We were just newly married. Actually, when we started, we were just getting married uh, or just about to get married. And then, then we were married and, you know, we had all these other things going on in our, in our life that we just didn't know what the heck we were doing. So one of the, one of the big things for me and for Alyssa too is, Hey, if we're going to go down this road of owning our own business again, we need to make the rest of our life really fit too, and, and adapt it to what we want for the rest of our life, which part of that has been minimizing the amount of financial stress. Cause that was definitely present the first time around. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's fun to finally see it happen. And it's, it is scary. I think it is scary. We've got, we've got all these goals that we've talked about that we want to accomplish over the next year personally and to, to realize that we have both the opportunity to just do those amazing things and we also have the opportunity to screw it up too. Well, and there's a bit of the unknown. I mean, we've, we've been building this on the side in, you know, I don't know, six to eight hours a day and adding the weekends in there and stuff, but there's a bit of an unknown of, you know, what happens when it does go full time. And I don't know, there will be a transition. There will definitely be a transition. And I'm used to being at home by myself with the kids during the day. And so now I have to share my space, which will add an interesting <laughs> dynamic to life. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I don't remember what, I think there was some stuff going on at, Conagra that was the catalyst of, okay, we're picking a date and 
this is where we're going. We are finally, we finally felt like we were where we wanted to be financially for him to leave the day job. And so Scott, I want to personally congratulate you on your success and your new opportunity to be able to be self-employed again. And I wish you all the best. And I know that the audience would absolutely agree and they will be in full support of you. So hopefully for you that are listening, if you wouldn't mind tweeting or sending a message or an email or something to Scott to say thank you and then also to congratulate him for what he's done. I know that he would really, really appreciate that. Now, here's a couple things from Mark to say how he feels as we are celebrating this time for Scott. I'm blown away. And I've told Scott this a couple times, so this isn't going to be new to him, but but watching, you know, Scott and I are, like I said, still really good friends. Um, you know, when I quit my job, he and his wife and his kids came over and we, we celebrated that. And, and so I feel very fortunate to, um, have been able to work with him, but, but more importantly to be, to be friends still. And I'm super excited, uh, for him and, and the things that are going on with happening your career. I mean, we're in a mastermind together and, and every week, you know, when we meet, it's like, Scott's like, oh yeah, we did this, and oh yeah, we did this, and oh I've got this speaking engagement. Oh, we're we're launching this, and and I'm just blown away. I I feel so um, impressed by what he's able to do and and the way that he's able to affect people's lives and help them. Um, and I feel very fortunate to to be able to look back and say, yeah, I was there when that kind of started. And um, you know, it's fun to to be able to look back and kind of reminisce at the the struggles and, and the, you know, the month after month after month where we didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. And it felt like it might go on forever. And, and, um, at, at least for me, I think Scott, I know he told me a couple of times that he, this was going to work period. <laughs> and, and he just had that determination. And as everybody knows, I mean, he, he's up at four in the morning and he's working, you know, after work and he's, you know, doing all those things he needs to do to make it successful. And I'm just, you know, it really comes down to, it. I'm just dang proud of the guy. Um, it's unbelievable the things that he's been able to do. And, and I, uh, I feel fortunate to have played a small part in it. And, um, I'm glad that I was able to leave so that it could skyrocket. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of early mornings. Um, but looking back, I mean, totally worth it, you know, and, and I wouldn't have changed it for anything. And, and I, I think Scott would say the same thing. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Really, it comes down to those people, you know, and that's always been the drive for Scott is, you know, the emails that we get where somebody says, thank you so much. You know, you know, I was able to get this job or I was able to get a raise or I now know what I want to do. And, and those are the things that drive Scott. And, and those are the things that, that drove me um, as well. And I know that's why why they're experiencing the success that they're experiencing now because it, it really is all about you know people and helping people to find work that they love to do and I, that's why you know I, I can't wait to 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 go a little farther up and and see the the 200th episode and to find out you know where happened your career is at that point And so if you've listened to this and you haven't gone through 
that free eight-day course that has been mentioned several times, the one that Scott and Mark put together all those years ago. And we heard from Tracy, we heard from Maggie that took those and they transformed their lives. I've been through it myself and am in the middle of transformation as well. And so if you want to take that, all you got to do is text HTYC to 38470, text HTYC to 38470, or you can go to co, and you can be able to sign up for that free eight-day course that will take you step-by-step to be able to figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and then to give you some action steps that you can be able to do to be able to make it happen. Now, on behalf of Scott and the rest of the HTYC team, I want to say thank you for listening, for subscribing, and for taking the time to listen to this and all the other episodes. Now, our hope and our prayer is that you will take action on the things that you hear here and that you can find on the website and that it can make a big impact in your life, in your career. And as Scott said, the career is a journey. And so this is yours. So make it happen. Hold while your party is reached. Here at HTYC, we're committed to bringing the inspiration, tools, and roadmaps you need in your career journey. Bonus points for the first person to name that tune. Fun fact, did you know that HTYC is recorded in two separate places and then spliced together by the magic of technology? This is super weird, by the way. Like, uh, it feels almost out of context not wearing any socks. Um, for me, like talking about this stuff in this, this way, because usually I like I'm on an interview, like I've been invited to be on an interview for somebody else's show. And I, I know... I ask them who's their audience, and I try and tailor my message to the Scott best Marvel possible way to, uh, to uh, you know, fit their audience. And I know that it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be cut and everything like that. So this is super weird for me. This Thank is like outside my comfort zone, which apparently um, I've heard of a company called Happen to Your Career that advises you to get outside your comfort zone. But. <laughs> Thank you for waiting. Well, I'm good. Good. I'm glad that. See, this is why I enjoy working with you on on stuff like this because this is like right up your your alley, uh, where I look at this and go. Even though I love the end result and I love the. You and I have already talked a lot about like narrative based podcasting and stuff like that. I love the concept and I love the end result. I do not enjoy the getting there part of it. If you want to make customer what call that. But you, you like creating the process, just not going through the process. Exactly. That is, I'm so going to borrow that. That is the best. Because uh, people try and describe that all the time because I meet people like me that are like, hey, I love coming up with ideas and not really doing them so much. But I, I love what you just said. I'm glad that was recorded because I'm not really like creating the process or coming up with the process, not doing the process, creating the process, not doing the process. That's awesome. 
I don't know, just like when we were looking at the old goals and stuff and realizing, yeah, we've, we've hit some of those and it's in the past now and we've moved beyond it. It's, it's weird to see how much of this stuff, when you plan for it and are intentional about it, how much of it just actually comes true. Dial tone. That was just the, there's a lot of, a lot of power in that and stuff that I don't even understand the science, some of the science behind it for why it works, but it, it does work. And we're sorry. It's, yeah, it's, please flip your phone over and start. It's all that stuff rolled into, into one. I don't know. This is, this is the weirdest, weirdest interview that I've ever done. Yeah. We joke about, um, uh, internet friends (laughs) all the time. Uh, just because some of the people that, well, I mean, you're a great example. Like I talk, uh, I interact with you on a regular basis. Yeah. We've only actually been able to meet in person once, but like even, even some of those, like, uh, what I would have considered like really good friends in high school and college sorry, and stuff like that. I don't interact with that, that much. And <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's weird in that, that way. But I really, truly enjoy the people that I get to interact with like you and like Tracy's been a big part of, of making all this stuff happen. And like, I'm eternally thankful that part of, uh, I guess part of this whole, like create your own life type process is, you know, deciding who you want to, who you want to hang out with. And like, I I don't think I've told you that Josh, but I really enjoy hanging out with, with you and really enjoy, you know, the interaction with Tracy and, you know, just aside from the stuff like you guys being able to really help make happen to your career, what it is because you have, Thank you for holding. But HDYC at the same time, like I don't know this. This is this is this is as good as it gets for me because I get to I get to hang out with with folks just like you and and I know that you believe a lot. You believe in a lot of the stuff, same stuff, and that's why we 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 talk about it. So it's cool. It's fun. Thank you. Mark told me what it was like to work with Scott. I had this stuff in between like the back of my throat, and I couldn't get it out. It's like a disease. I know. It'll, it'll, it'll pass with time. Don't worry. There's no cure for it. It'll just, it goes away. Yeah. You got a blog and, and this is Moses like Washington, which is like small townville or USA. Right. So like people don't even know what a blog is. They're like, yeah, a, a dog. Yeah. I got a dog. Sure. Yeah. Or yeah. What's they have no idea. They've had no idea. I explain what a podcast is 17 times a day. Thank you for waiting while your HDYC podcast hosts are reached. The average wait time for customers is now 1.7 seconds. Sweet. <laughs> I did that the entire time you were gone. <laughs> I'm not even sure how I feel about that. Uh, did you record it all? Did you record I it have all? eight minutes of whatever <laughs> it was that you just did. Nice! <laughs> You should totally just play it back as you're like going throughout your day today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's finish this up. See, now you have it. Now we don't have to record it later. You've got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs>